Well, hello there, and welcome back to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, as always, and delighted that you've been able to tune in with us yet again. Now, before we do get into today's show, don't forget to like this video, subscribe to the channel, give us an old share on social media, comment down below, and if you like listening on a podcast player, check out the links down below in the description where you can find a host of podcast players where the show is available on now we're going to jump into today's top five stories that are the news headlines for today minivan driver blamed russian tourist scream for causing car crash in rayong that injures seven russian tourists a minivan carrying 10 russian tourists from Pattaya to chantaburi province for visa extensions crashed into a tree resulting in one tourist sustaining a broken leg The driver said he was spooked by a screaming tourist who mistook him for napping while driving. Police officers in Rayong province took the van driver to the police station for questioning after a car accident. The crash took place at 2pm on Sunday on Sukhumvit Road in the Kongdin sub-district of Klang District, Rayong province. The bronze minivan transporting 10 Russian tourists, 8 men and 2 women from Pattaya to Chantanaburi province for visa extensions rammed into a roadside tree, police said. The foreign passengers were trapped inside the car shortly before they were rescued by local emergency responders. One tourist, who could not be identified, suffered a broken leg, while six others sustained minor injuries. None were life-threatening injuries. All victims were rushed to a local hospital for medical attention. However, Rayong police, after questioning the unharmed driver, Mongol, reported that the driver claimed he was startled by a passenger's screams and lost control of the car. The Thai man said a tourist had mistaken him for taking a nap while driving and let out a large shriek, causing him to crash, while he was, in fact, according to him, just stooping down to pick up an inhaler that he had dropped. Moncal said he did not fall asleep at the wheel and blamed the scream for the cause of the accident. Rayong police are reaching out to the families of the victims in Pattaya to inform them about the condition of each victim while the driver is facing intensive interrogation after his explanation of the incident was met with heavy scepticism. Now hopefully everybody on board will be okay and uh, no real harm was done. I hope the guy with the broken leg gets better too. The story certainly doesn't make sense. He was just stooping over and they let out a a loud scream and they mistook him for sleeping. I'm guessing that he was probably falling asleep. That's exactly what happened. It is not uncommon for this to happen here in Thailand when uh, a lot of these visa companies are taking long trips. They don't have two drivers. They only have one there and that's what happens. Now you find the good visa companies where they They'll have two drivers and they'll they'll swap. They'll take turns in driving while the other one then takes a nap. And these these companies are a lot more responsible. But there still are a lot of companies out there that are just going with one driver and who's going on very long uh, trips and not having adequate rest in in between, you know, sections of uh, the trip. So it wouldn't be beyond the case that he did fall asleep. And his story just doesn't make any sense make any sense whatsoever but nevertheless we'll move on uh people hurry to snap up hotel rooms people rushed to book hotels during the first days of the latest phase of the hotel subsidy scheme with 118,876 room nights reserved out of 560,000 available under the scheme within six hours Tourism Authority of Thailand Governor Yutasak Supasorn said the value of transactions during the first six hours of availability on Tuesday reached 443 million baht from 112,876 room nights. Out of the total amount, 60% or 273 million baht was paid by the purchaser and 170 million baht, 40%, came from the government subsidy. That's right, from the taxpayer. He said the rate of bookings were faster than predicted, reaching an average of 300 bookings per minute. 
the volume of bookings confirmed there is pent up demand for the next two months as well as strong purchasing power said Mr. Yutasak. He said the strong demand was particularly because of an easing of COVID-19 infections which encouraged locals to plan leisure trips or visit their hometown during the Songkran holiday in April. The 500 hotels added for the fifth phase of the scheme provide travellers with greater choice, said Mr. Yutasak, while the short duration ending in April would limit the number of privileges at less than a million accelerated people's purchases. He said even though key destinations such as Chiang Mai and Bangkok have, have had the high levels of air pollution at the moment, bookings for those destinations were strong as tourists had haven't postponed or cancelled their trips. The government started the first phase of the subsidy programme called the We Travel Together in July 2020 in a bid to stimulate domestic consumption as borders were closed because of the pandemic. The four previous phases of the scheme had a total budget of 27 billion baht for 11.5 million room nights, which generated more than 49 billion baht for the local economy. The fifth phase was allocated a budget of 2 billion baht and is expected to generate direct income tallying about 9.2 billion. The overall economic impact from all phases of the scheme is estimated to be about 58.6 billion baht. Now, according to the Tourism and Sports Ministry, 15.8 million domestic trips were made in January this year, comprising both overnight and one-day trips, representing an increase of 65% over the corresponding period last year. Revenue for the period from local tourists rose 47.3% to 70 million baht. Bangkok secured the largest number of visitors at 2.7 million baht, followed by Chambori, Kanchanaburi, Pachakiri Khan and Pechaburi. So for anyone who doesn't know, this scheme is actually exclusive for Thai citizens only. Um, but if you're an expat or, you know, your girlfriend or boyfriend is a, a Thai national, you can you get them to book and you can go along and use the privilege. So basically how it works is the government will pay 40% of the room rate up to, I think it's there's a max fixed fee of 3,000 baht, I think. And then the guest, the traveler, will pay 60%. They say that, well, there's this pent-up demand. Not really. It's not that there's a pent-up demand. What hotels basically are doing right now is they're not selling at Songkran, right? The busy hotels have cut off the We Travel Together program during this period. They've basically said we're full and they're not going to sell during this period because why would they be selling at a much lower room rate? Because the We Travel Together program has some fundamental flaws. You're unable to change your roommate, room rates within it. Okay, and your the rates from your last phase are pretty much valid for this phase, which are a lot lower than what they're actually selling rooms at now. So a lot of hotels are reluctant to jump into it. They'll try to sell it maybe for the low season when it's a lot quieter. But for Songkran right now, a lot of hotels have actually basically put on their online sales that were full. Why would they sell at a very low price when the potential is there to get a very high rate? for the room during the Songkran holidays, which is probably the busiest time of the year. So I, I am a bit, a little bit kind of indifferent about this. I understand what the government are trying to do, but I think the hotels now are up, back and going. Hotels are busy. They're full. Lots of money being made. Do we really need to be spending taxpayers' money on people so they can go on holidays? When this money could be used for a lot of other things that are much more needed, like, you know, helping the poor in the country, helping homeless people, feeding the poor, whatever you want to do. I mean, there's plenty of needy people in this country who need money. But instead, what they're doing is they're paying for people to go on holidays. And I I do fundamentally think there is some kind of a, there is an issue within all of this that I think is morally wrong. But anyway, I'd love to know your opinion about everything on this down below in that comment section. Now, we're going to move back on to the story that won't go away, the Phuket red card system. And by the way, just to let you know, I thought I'd finish with this story. 
because I definitely thought nobody would approve this. But the Phuket red card system gets the nod. But other provinces to decide for themselves, what immigration policy is this? Nevertheless, Police Lieutenant General Pak Pumpayat, Commissioner for the Immigration Bureau, has approved the red card system launched by Phuket Immigration for deporting foreign nationals caught breaking the law. However, the system is not to be deployed nationwide by policy, Phuket Immigration Chief Colonel Tanet Sukchai told uh, the Phuket News actually during the week. Colonel Tanet flew to Bangkok late last week to discuss the new system with the uh, head of immigration after the system was announced by Police Major General Prapasanak, Commander of Immigration Region 6 Office in Phuket, which oversees immigration affairs for the island. The Immigration Bureau Commissioner agrees with this idea, but the system is not to be ordered to apply in other areas, Colonel Tanet said. The commissioner acknowledged the system and said it was good. For other provinces, it will depend on other local immigration offices to decide whether they would like to adapt the system to their areas or not. This system adds more work for Phuket immigration officers by issuing the yellow and red cards, so we cannot expect other areas to do the same as Phuket. It is a lot of extra work, he said. It's like a school that is mindful of its students. They do not just call the parents only once and expel the student right away for making trouble. We still tell them what must not be done and give them a chance, he explained. Colonel Tanet noted that in some provinces, immigration officers do not give a single warning to troublemakers before revoking their permit to stay for just the first offence. I hardly doubt people in other provinces are getting their permits to stay revoked for not wearing a motorbike helmet. Some other places do not even warn you, the immigration officer said. They just revoke your permit to stay immediately when a foreigner is caught behaving inappropriately. In Chambéry, foreigners rode motorcycles and made trouble disturbing people. The immigration office revoked their permits to stay right away without warning. Chambéry immigration did not give the chance to talk and inform them that their behaviour had disturbed the public and filed a warning to the embassy, as we do here, he said. A meeting will be called soon to explain the system to diplomatic staff and honorary consuls on the island, Colonel Tenet said. In the past, when immigration revoked permits to stay of foreigners, there was no news of it reported, so no one knew what would happen if their behaviour affected the peace of living on onto others, the colonel said. After the news of the new card system was released, embassies and consuls questioned why we had to give the cards, so when the governor returns to Phuket, we will arrange a meeting with them. The date should be the middle or the end of this month, Colonel Tanet said. The consular representatives also have to explain why they let the people from their countries continuously make trouble, he said. I mean, as if it's the embassy's job to make sure there's... I mean, suddenly I'm wondering now. The uh, card system will nurture foreigners to understand how they should live in Phuket, Colonel Tanet said. And, uh, yep, that's what the Phuket immigration chief is talking. I, I don't know what to say about it. Look... We've had two days of this already. I think I've made my um, opinion known about what's going on here. I, however, will talk about this more in a more in-depth show when I talk about the issues you have when you create different laws, in essence, for foreigners and tourists versus locals. And that's going to be the show coming up on Saturday. So I'll leave it with that. I'd love to know, though, your opinion, as always, about this down below in the comments section. But guys, I think based on what I've been reading the last couple of days from you guys, you think this is absolute and utter nonsense. But moving along, uh, a man jailed for selling yellow duck calendars and that uh, this is coming out of Human Rights Watch. 
okay and uh, this story has been on the Phuket News I've seen it in the Bangkok Post and I've seen it in a number of other places but a criminal court in Thailand sentenced a man to three years in prison for selling satirical calendars that authorities allege defame the monarchy further chilling free speech in the country Human Rights Watch said today Thai authorities should squash the sentence and promptly release Naraporn Chantamakonsin, 26, who was convicted on March 7th this year after a six-day trial. The prosecution and three-year sentence of a man for selling satirical calendars shows that Thai authorities are now trying to punish any activity that they seem to be insulting the monarchy, said Elaine Pearson, Asia Director for Human Rights Watch. This case sends a message to all Thais and to the rest of the world that Thailand is moving further away from, not closer to, becoming a rights-respecting democracy. On December 31st, 2020, Bangkok police arrested Naratorn at his home and confiscated calendars that featured cartoons of a yellow duck. Officials said the images and descriptions ridiculed and defamed Thailand's King Ramat X and charged Naratorn with committing less majeste, insulting the monarchy, for selling the calendars via the pro-democracy Ratsadon Facebook page. Thailand's pro-democracy and political reform groups have widely used inflatable yellow ducks to symbolize their political cause, which includes reforming the monarchy as a fundamental step towards a democratic transition. Naratorn was convicted under Article 112 of the Thai Criminal Code, which states that whoever defames, insults or threatens the king, the queen, the heir apparent or the regent shall be punished with imprisonment of 3 to 15 years. The number of less majestic cases in Thailand has significantly increased in the past years. In November 2020, Prime Minister General Prayachanacha ordered officials to use the draconian law to suppress criticism of the monarchy, ostensibly in response to the rise of public anti-monarchy sentiment. Since then, the Thai authorities have charged more than 200 people with less majestic crimes in relation to their participation in pro-democracy rallies comments made on social media and expressed opinion about the monarchy in other venues. Officials have also used the Computer-Related Crimes Act to prosecute people who have posted critical comments about the monarchy online. They have also charged some people with sedition under the Criminal Code Article 116. The International Covenant on Civil and Political Rights, that's the ICCPR, which Thailand ratified in 1996, prohibits restrictions on freedom of expression on national security grounds unless they are provided by law, strictly construed and necessarily and proportionate to address a legitimate threat. Laws that impose criminal penalties for peaceful expression are particular concern because of the chilling effects they have on free speech. The United Nations Human Rights Committee, the independent expert body that monitors compliance with the ICCPR, has stated that in its general comment number 34 on freedom of expression, the mere fact that forms of expression are considered to be insulting to a public figure is not sufficient to justify the imposition of penalties. Moreover, all public figures, including those exercising the highest political authority, such as heads of state and government, are legitimately subject to criticism and political opposition. The committee expresses concern regarding laws on such matters as disrespect for authority and the protection of the honour of public officials should be should not prohibit criticism of institutions. The committee added that the government should not prohibit criticism of public figures and institutions and that laws such as those for less majeste should not provide more severe penalties solely on the basis of the identity of the person that may have been impugned. Thai authorities should permit peaceful expression of all viewpoints, including those related to the monarchy, Pearson said. 
the government should urgently engage with United Nations experts and others about embarking on a process of amending the Alessa Majest law to bring it into compliance with Thailand's international human rights obligation. And that's just a story out of Human Rights Watch again. As I said, it uh, appeared in the Phuket News. It's been on Tiger News. It's been on... So it's been widely publicized about this case. Three years for selling yellow rubber duckies. There you go. And finally, the last story of the day. Immigration arrests three overstaying foreigners on Copanyan. Now, I seem to be a bit of a crackdown too on foreigners around Thailand. So guys, if you're listening and you're on overstay, sort yourself out. Thai media reported that Suratani immigration continued to be strict in dealing with overstayers and other offences in the province in the south of Thailand. On Monday, three foreigners were arrested on overstay. The first, Leonid, 50, from Russia, had been in Thailand 188 days past the end of his visa. He was found at a convenience store in Chaluk Lam, Copanyan. By the way, these are all in Copanyan. Also arrested at, the, at a resort on the Holiday Island was a French lady, Miriam, 36, who had overstayed by six days. She appeared to be smiling behind her mask when her photos were taken. The third to be tamed was a man called Christian, 42, from Italy, on a nine-day overstay. Uh, he was caught angrily pointing at the cameraman who was taking his picture at the time. Also falling foul of the law was a Thai man called Jetsada or Jack wanted in Sankla for conspiracy in aiding and abetting illegal immigration. He was named in a warrant in February and was taken back to the far south to face charges after his arrest on Saturday in Wang Sub district of Suratani on the mainland. So again, seems to be a bit of a crackdown around the country, overstayers especially. I don't know how you can overstay. Uh, it, it To me, uh, having your visa in order is one of the criteria to stay in this country and i know we talk about the yellow and the red card and phuket and other things but you know the basics the basic follow the basics have your visa in line don't overstay you know and behave yourself when you're here that's basically it don't get involved in illegal activities and you'll be fine in thailand unless you're living in phuket but nevertheless that's it for today guys hope you enjoyed the show uh the five news stories that are doing the rounds here in thailand today we will be back on saturday morning with more of a topical show uh, won't be the news as i said i won't be here this weekend but i'm making sure i have content to put out for you guys which i'm doing all today Uh, which is Wednesday. So again, thanks again for tuning in. Have a great day and a great weekend and we'll chat on Saturday. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kieran Mack You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show and we will see you next time.